It's an argument opening up a clear advantage at the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by... Boyle Sports has it all. Money back meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and money back all losers offers. And a bet 10 get 40 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is betting. Hello everyone, it's nice to be back with the Champ.ie podcast. And the only thing I can say about Barry Doyle in the last week uh, is that if you've got the flu, you're sick of it. And he was sick of it. It's nice to see him back. So we've had to delay exposing Thomas Coyle's latest line in hair fashion for a week. <laughs> and so welcome to this special weekend look ahead at the uh, Ball Sports Champ.ie podcast. Barry and uh, Tommy Coyle are offering their selections for you to win or lose, and delete or ignore uh, at your peril. As we look ahead to another big Saturday after a fantastic weekend in Ireland. And um, more about that in a, a little while, uh, where we learnt an awful lot. Now it's the question of whether Newbury, whether going is good, good to firm in places, are going to throw up any clues. And of course, a big day at Navin on Sunday with Blazing Carl back in action for Charles and Philip Burns. Is he going to go for the stayers? He'll need to win or almost win, I think, after 426 days off. But let us start at Newbury, the Saturday card that features. The Betfair Hurdle, I'm delighted to say that when we get that far, you will hear the words of wisdom from a grand national winning trainer. Delighted that Emmett Mullins is our special guest on the programme today. But we start with the 150 at Newbury. This is a £20,000 handicap over three miles. You need to stay the ground very unseasonably quick. Um, and this race... Looking at the market, the favourite is probably Barbados Bucks for Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden. Nichols has got a whole stack of uh, fancied uh, runners on this card. Tommy, start. Away you go. What do you think? I don't like the two at the top of the market. Um, they've been placed in the last couple of runs, but they've been well bet. And not in, exactly on Saturday, big, meet, big meetings like Newby or something like that. They've been to Kelso and places like that. Um, I thought regarding Ruth was interesting coming back off a layoff, but... With the young Eddie Edge taking 10 off it, you would imagine it's one for maybe the next day and see why. I came down on um, the bottom weight and the outsider of the field, uh, Sir Robbie, for Ian Williams. Um, I know I have to forgive him a run around Plumpton 10 days ago, but his run before that behind Fergal O'Brien's Hurricane Harvey, where he had uh, Philip Hobbs' horse, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, um, the Maxwell-owned, uh, he was back and forth. Um, I thought if I can forgive him, he liked the ground. Um, there was a good run, he was just bet, he was just outstayed that day by Fergal O'Brien's horse. And I think at the prices, um, a 12 to 1 outsider, you're getting your three places. I I think he's a bet to nothing. I know I have to forgive him, Plumpton, but I think I can. And with this kind of a field, I think I can and take a chance on him, Barry. Yeah, with Tom, don't like Barnados Bucks. Um, I, I, I didn't like the way he finished the race last time and finishing third. I think he's, he's had a couple of opportunities now, so I wanted to look further down the field. Like Tom, plenty 
um, of, of big prices here in my chances. And the ones I suppose that are proven on the on the decent ground, on the good ground, some of them are big prices in here. So don't be afraid uh, to have a go in this particular race. The one I like, and I've always liked uh, JBY for Alan King, and I think he's uh, taught similar. I think uh, Alan King has always held this horse in a pretty high regard. And I remember it won at Warwick on its, uh, I think it was a second start. It was a second start over hurdles. And uh, it was actually his first start over hurdles and went in to the Leamington grade two, went off eight to one on that occasion. And I actually fancied it that day. Um, was beaten, was beaten by Adjimil on that occasion. And that's gone back uh, two seasons ago, but it's a quite lightly raced individual. It's only had two, uh, nine starts and two wins to its name. And one of those wins did come off the back of that. Uh, both of those wins actually came at Warwick. Was given an opening mark, handicap mark of 136, and uh, has uh, been tried over fences. Fencing, chasing, jumped uh, terrible, and it reverts back to hurdles. It's had a couple of spins now over hurdles, and has been coming down the handicap mark. Cheap pieces on for the first time. I think it could be if there's one here on a really dangerous mark. I think 128 off a low weight here. Alan King, Gavin Sheen, JBY um, is a horse that I think could be on a dangerous set uh, mark, uh, Mike. And that's look, it's. It's a big old price. It's nine to one, but I think each way with the nine places, uh, JBY is the one that interested me. JBY will tell me why. Anyway, why, why, why? We'll find out. That's the first, and then we come to the first of the two big great two chases, and this is the Denman uh, run over uh, just a tad shy of uh, three miles. And Hitman representing the, the Nichols uh, stable Going to go off almost certainly a favourite, you would think, ahead of Eldorado Allen, who's a cheek piece for the first time, having not actually won this season. Uh, and then three to one about uh, Fanyan Destrival, also cheek pieced for the first time. Uh, these two aren't cheek pieced for the first time. These two, uh, uh, Coyle and Doyle, have been wearing them for years. Um, Barry, have first innings on this one. Well, if you'd have showed me the prices and said that this was going to be run the week before Christmas, Mike, I would have snapped your hand off for five to two about Hitman. But he bled, didn't he? And that run was, God, it was a horrible run. I really liked his chances. He drifted actually like a barge pole on the day, uh, Hitman, uh, the night before. And certainly on the day, it was very weak in the market. Bled. Um, look, obviously going left-handed again, big galloping track like Newbury, you'd have to think would suit him. He is getting weight off the likes of Eldorado Allen. Um, so he's well in efficiently. Look, if you look at it, he's well in uh, in terms of the weight he's carrying for his an efficient rating. But I just cannot get uh, that run of Kempton out of my head. And I'm not going to forgive him, Mike. I just can't forgive him, certainly at the price he is. Um, and the one I like here is Does He Know? He's uh, four wins from seven um, over fences. And going into the ultimate, he was a major player in many people's eyes going into the ultimate at Cheltenham last season. Obviously, had, had a couple of wins to his name at Cheltenham. Loves good ground. Actually, nobody's going to suit him. Um, and I thought it was an encouraging effort. Obviously, he won over an extended three miles and three furlongs when last seen at Cheltenham um, off an official rating. It's just gone off my uh, gone off my screen briefly. An official rating, he won off 152. He's up to 158 now. Um, he's two pound wrong at the weights, but I suppose I'm willing to take on Hitman off the back of his most recent effort. And I think those, you know, there could be more to come from him. He is lightly raced. And he's a good uh, four wins from seven over fences. Good horse, this. Yeah, does he know? Fell at the foot. They sent it all the way to Kelso in that race <laughs> won by Sands Russian back in October. And he fell at the first long old way to go. Has to be a player here, does he, Mike? 
I beg your pardon? Has to be a big player here, I think. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Uh, bearing in mind, he won so well at Cheltenham in November. And, uh, clearly, Kim Bailey, local Cheltenham trainer, desperate to, to go and uh, get some winners at uh, his local meeting. But are you in the same camp on this one, Tom? Or are you going to go elsewhere? I was just going to say, do you, do you think it's do you think it's enough of a test of stamina for him on better ground, Barry? Like Cheltenham three mile three the last time, he was some weight performance. I remember actually speaking to yeah, I remember speaking to Kim Bailey on last season. It was one of the earlier episodes, and he asked him about this horse. This horse is a mad as a hatter. He actually is like he's he's a bit of a freak of nature, and even the way Kim spoke about it, he's always had a major soft spot for him. And he got a feature right out of David Bass. He doesn't lack talent. One of Bass's best in my book. Reminded me of Tommy Coyle and his pomp. I I think, to answer your question, Tom, I think good ground is the key to this horse. I think he has plenty of talent. I just think think it's 2-7 around here, flat track, like 3-3 around Cheltenham is some some test of stamina. Like I, I, I think the distance could beat him more than ability. Like I think I think down the line he's probably more like a an English national horse or something, you know. You're not spoiled for choice in here. <laughs> no, well, no, it's not because like as you said, you couldn't have Hitman. Like he's drifted from six to four out to two to one, nine to four, five to two. Obviously, on the back of him bleeding the last day, El Dorado Allen. I couldn't have him. He just keeps getting better and better. And you think he runs a good race, you think, oh, maybe next time he'll run again. He doesn't back it up like he did at Christmas. I came down on Fanny and Desterval. Um, it was a good weight performance. The last day he was top weight. Okay, Lucy Turner took five off him, but Inter Overdrive has, has been a good, consistent handicapper and sounds rushing as well. Okay, he was eight lengths behind him, but he also had horses like Iright. Topville Ben was behind him, who ran a cracker at the Dublin Racing Festival for one horse that actually did come over and have a crack at a handicap at the English horses. Um, so I came down on him. Okay, Charlie Deutsch is a big plus turning from Lucy Turner the last day, but this, like... For a grade two, it is a t- it's stink like it is stink. Um, so just like literally, a process of elimination through horses. I do like I do like the Kim Bailey horse, but I just don't think two seven on a flat track like Newbury is really going to suit him. It was three okay. two or something. Well, on we but, move. Um, yeah. So the Betfair hurdle itself at three thirty five. Last year's winner, Glory and Fortune, in with that top weight of twelve stone. And, of course, J.P. McManus got a very strong hand. Could be a very big day for J.P. with three runners in this. And uh, also, of course, John Bond completing his Cheltenham build-up in the Kingmaker Warwick. Filey Bay is the favourite for this for Emmett Mullins and uh, Donna Myler. Two from two this season. But don't rule out the others because uh, John Joe O'Neill uh, has also got... Uh, the ride on Iker Allen in the same silks for Willie Mullins. No ordinary Joe for James Bowen and Nicky Henderson. And of course, it's Henderson's big race at his local track. Uh, so there are any number of these with chances. Let's hear first from Emmett Mullins about his hopes for the Betfair Hurdle and the big gamble, Fidey Bay. Right, so delighted to be joined on the uh, Champerty podcast by Emmett Mullins, of course, looking ahead to a busy weekend's race. And Emmett, uh, delighted to have you on the show. And uh, I suppose before we get into the weekend racing, it'd be rude not to, to mention the Grand National or Noble Yates. How is he? 
All good with Noble Yates, yeah. So he's um, come out of his race well in the Cotswold chase. And um, fingers crossed now we can get a, a clean run and a clean bill of health uh, before the Gold Cup. One of the biggest stories in, in National Hunt racing, Emmett, in the last years, how much this horse has improved. I mean, has he surprised you how much this horse has improved? And we're talking Gold Cups now, aren't we? That's it. Um, where he probably didn't uh, envisage being in this position um, a year ago. But um, look, it's still a, a jump up in class. He, he's a grade two winner. He, he's yet to run in a grade one. And uh, he's arguably one of the toughest grade ones of all, the Gold Cup. And I suppose flashback to entry, I mean, the turn of foot he showed. I mean, if this horse is going to be on the premises turning in, he has to have a massive chance in it. Yeah, look, uh, on his day, if he puts it all together, um, he'll be there or thereabouts. And um, fingers crossed, he just uh, gets a clean run and um, uh, he'll show his uh, true colours and um, uh, he won't be far away. I suppose what one horse that, I suppose, new, new to your care, obviously, uh, Corbett's Cross, wanted to mention, he's obviously entered next week and um, was trained by Eugene. Uh, O'Sullivan, he was mighty impressive. Has he Im- be impressed you since uh, he's joined? Yes, uh, he's with us now a couple of weeks. Um, beautiful big horse, and um, uh, I know he's an exciting horse to look forward to. And would you see him more as maybe? A, would you think he would be up to, to graded class when it comes to was the spring festivals over staying trips? Um, he probably wants a trip and a cut on the ground for his ideal conditions. Um, but uh, with his mark of one four three, I'd say he's going to have to go graded and uh, learn very quickly. I would say for the time being, you'd be looking for a cut in the ground just to keep him right. He's a big horse. Super. In the same ownership, obviously, so Scottish. He's been to to Britain for uh, Great Britain, I suppose, for a couple of handicaps so far this season. Last seen at Ascot. I mean, how's he come out of that race? Of course, he finished only a length and a half against Boot Hill. That's good form. Yes, um, it was a funny race. Um, that both of them were having their third start over fences in Ascot. Um, I think it was a class two, even though it was a good pot, um, hundred thousand in Ascot. So um, the two of them, um, uh, the two of them were probably uh, a bit unexposed, a bit more unexposed than the others, and uh, it showed in the finish. Um, so yeah, no, he's uh, that was a great run. Two wins over fences in only three starts. I mean, and, and both of those wins are coming on, on, on better grounds or good ground. Do you think that's, is that important to him, Emma? Um, I probably wouldn't have thought it's to be all and all. He's versatile. Um, he's a big enough horse too. I'd say he'll handle anything bar either extreme kind of. He doesn't want it uh, bottomlessly heavy or, or very fast ground. And um I'd say he's fairly versatile. Um, he'll uh, negotiate any grounds in between. Yeah, super versatile, you say, in, in terms of ground. What about the trip? I mean, obviously, you, you won the big, was it the plate race at Cheltenham with the shunter? Could, could this horse have a similar type of profile coming, going for something like a, a plate at Cheltenham? Is that is that the plan? Yeah, uh, there's plenty of options with him, I suppose. And um, uh, we'll explore a few of them closer to the time. But uh, no, he's. Um, He's come from the point-to-point route, um, so three miles jumping wasn't an issue, and um, uh, he was quick enough to win over two miles as well, I think. So, uh, no, he's um, just uh, and, uh, plenty of options with him. 
Super. Ferranelli, he ran an absolute cracker, didn't he? In, in two bumpers now at Leopardstown. Is, could we see him in, in the spring as well? Um, not sure where he'll turn up next, but I'd say um, we'd probably be looking for softer ground. Leopardstown um, is probably as quick as he wants it there, uh, the last two meetings. And um, uh, I think, um, yeah, no, uh, we'd be hoping for a break in the weather with him as well. And uh, uh, see, he might um, he might go over hurdles either. And um, Jumping is going to be his game. He's a point-to-point winner as well, so uh, we won't be hanging around for too long over hurdles, I imagine. Yeah, you must have been delighted with him. Obviously, Adair to Dream has since been snapped up by JP and obviously shortened the betting for the champion bumper, so that's that's really good, Bomb. You must be really excited about him going forward, Fernelli. Without a doubt, yeah. No, um, as I say, that's two very good runs in Leopardstown bumpers, and um, they don't come in much more competitive bumpers than that in Ireland. Feely Bay, of course, this weekend, favoured for the, the bet for a hurdle, obviously. Very lightly raced. This horse has improved quite a bit, Emmett. Do you think there's more to come? Fingers crossed. He, he is still unexposed. Um, and uh, we're definitely hopeful. We've um, given him a bit of a break there over the Christmas period and um, targeted the bet for a hurdle. So uh, hopefully uh, the patience will pay off. And we didn't see very much in the fog, so it's probably hard to tell. I'm not sure whether you saw much. I think it was only the jockey in the horse. <laughs> That's it. No, I, I was at home here. I didn't even travel. So um, luckily, because uh, Patrick travelled on the day, he was supposed to ride him, and his flight couldn't um, couldn't land in Bristol with the fog either. So um, no, we are none the wiser. Um, but it looked like a, a run for, with uh, plenty of potential as well. Yeah, good grounds doesn't seem to be an issue to him. Donna Myler on board, that's a young man, I suppose, that you've placed plenty of trust in. And obviously, he's a low weight as well. So you'd have to think he'd have a big chance. What do you have it? Yeah, no, look, it's it's a step up or even two steps up in grade. But um, I think he has the right profile and uh, is open to the improvement. So a um, bit of natural progression and uh, hopefully he should be able to take the step forward. And if he does take the step forwards, have you have you thought about would Cheltenham poten- potentially be on the agenda? One of the races at Cheltenham. Oh, this is uh, all we've been thinking about since Swing Canton, and uh, just take it one race at a time. Emmett Mullen is bidding, of course, to become the first trainer in years to train winner of the Grand National and the Gold Cup in consecutive years. Uh, he's got something to come to Cheltenham. More of that in the weeks that lie ahead. Um, but does Finally Bay win, Tommy? Uh, well, he's with the right man if if, if he is going to win. Um, kind of remarkable. He was with a small trainer. They got hold of him. He's he's gone to England. He's he's dotted up in two handicaps. Um, probably obviously a plan. Huh? We don't really know if he dotted up the last day. We didn't see too much. No, but look, um, you can only imagine. Um, Emma's brilliant at this, like planning planning for a race. He's obviously run him in them two races in England to get his mark obviously get up to get into this race as well. He, he's a master at picking. He, he looks at different alternatives from staying here. He's very good at it. Um, at the prices, he's not for me. Um, he could go out and absolutely canter home again, and I hope he does. But I I just had a quick look through this race, and I came on one um, a bit further down. It's um, Dan Skelton horse, Bridget Andrews, Favor. Um 13 lengths behind Stateman in the county hurdle last year. 
he's five pounds better off. He ran okay in Aintree after, um, I think he was fifth. He was off till just Christmas and he was behind No Ordinary Joe. It was a nice run for a break of about 250 days. Um, so he could be right as rain for something like this. Um, as I said, Favour, yeah. Um, he has slipped down, as I said, five pounds less from when he when he ran. Okay, he was midfield, but he was thirteen lengths behind Statement. We all know what Statement's done since, and he he's going with a good lively chance in the champion hurdle. So I think, um, yeah, look nice way eleven four. Um, good steady handicapper that might just be handicapped now to have a go at a big pot like this. Barry. Yeah, two I like against the field. Obviously, as, as Tom said, you know, but just with the favourite here, obviously, uh, Feely Bay uh, has had, what, four starts? Um, four starts over hurdles, two wins to his name. We didn't see much the last day. Loved, liked what he done at Doncaster, mind you. Obviously, proven on the ground. It could be absolutely chucked in of 133. And it has a low weight as well, so... Um, wouldn't be for me though, wouldn't be a betting proposition if I'm not on a bigger price. I'm certainly not going to get stuck in at 72. Might drift on the day, small bit, but I'd say that'd be a negative. So, um, happy to let him go I, and win. I just if think, I, as well, Barry, I, I think probably two miles a bit sharp from um, just in a bigger handicap like, like this. I don't know if you did look back at his bumper runs, but um, he was doing all his best work at the end. He, he like, I think for Filey Bay when he's going if he was going to win a big handicap like this it would probably have to be two and a half mile for me um, no, just I wouldn't, have, had, back wouldn't, it wouldn't have, have to say no, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have had the same concerns about that but uh, interesting point you make JP obviously has three in the race uh, Henderson as, as Mike pointed out obviously this is the local track if you're talking Tiestes and going for Willie Mullins well the bet fair hurdle at Newbury for, for Nicky Henderson he's won this five times in the past uh, only has the one runner in here no ordinary Joe. This is an interesting runner of the McManus runners. This is the one I've actually come down on because uh, I, I loved what he done last year in the Great Wood Hurdle. He finished third uh, behind, uh, behind West Cork. The first couple, that form worked out quite well. Capron was back in third. Adagio was second. Uh, and No Ordinary Joe, that was off 133. He's just six pounds higher now. We didn't see him for 374 days after he disappointed. He pulled up actually in the, it was in the Betfair Hurdle last year, was it, of course, but it was. Uh, and Ascot, the bet for exchange, I should say. Um, that was a grade three. Uh, pulled up on that occasion. And, you know, the trainer said the horse ran too free. It can be quite a keen going sort. I think you're going to get a strong pace in here. Newbury's probably going to suit him better. Um, he's only had six starts uh, over hurdles, and, and three of those were victories. Could be more to come from him off 139. I think he could be, look, 11 stone five. Of the McManus runners, he's the one certainly of interest. He's my each way play in the race. Lots of people are on this Master Two, and I can see why. Nigel Twist and Davis targets this with, with a decent horse, and he's won it three times in the past himself. Uh, Master Two, I like to move. It was just was he touched off in the race? Same same connections last season. Master Two, very likely raced again, uh, unexposed, hasn't won over hurdles, possibly a worry, uh, but I like this effort uh, behind Attacker. At Cheltenham, finished second, and when last seen behind Hansard, was only beaten uh, two lengths. And I think that's a good horse uh, for the Noel Feely uh, syndicate. So that could be decent form. He's been dropped two pounds to one, two, four. Maybe my two against the field, but I like no ordinary Joe each way at 12 to one, Mike. And just remember a couple of things. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Continue to support 
the champ.ie podcast. And secondly, of course, we're looking for your five casts uh, in the comments below. Uh, and uh, you've got three legs complete, or you should have now. Make sure you put them in. And we need naps and next best as a prize for the winner as well. And uh, you'll even have the pleasure of hearing what we think are our naps and next best after we've looked at a couple of races at Navan on Sunday and the two very good races as well. Well, let us start with the uh, William Hill Boyner Hurdle. It's a great two. It's off at 240. Uh, St. Sam, who won at Punchdown on New Year's Eve, the favourite at around about the seven to four mark. But the fascinating one here is Blazing Car. 428 days since he won the second of two races at Cheltenham. Looked to be a star in the making, had all sorts of problems. It has the master of Ballin Gary, uh, Charles Burns with his son Philip on board, got the horse back. Um, Tommy, that's really what this race is all about, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically is he, is he going to be uh, in contention for Cheltenham after a run like this? Um, it's great to see him back. Um, you have to be ready, won't you, Tom? You have to I, he, he, look. It, it's just match match practice, but like he's he's going to be ninety ninety five percent. Like it, 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 there will be improvement, obviously, from that layoff, but it's not going to be masses amount. Okay, um, he, if he was going, if he was going to challenge, as you said, he's going to have to beat Saint Sam or literally be on his tail across the the line. Um, if you go through them, look, it's Saint Sam's to lose. Really, he's got the benefit of the run. He's getting five pound off him as well. Um, so look, it's Saint Sam to lose. He, he he was funny at Punchestown. He didn't look like he was going that well, and then ended up winning impressive at the end. Okay, he's beaten any second now, who we know is 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 a Grand National horse, really. But he's run well. Um, so yeah, look, it, it's interesting. It'll be great. Hopefully, to be honest, it would be great if Blazing Cal came out and won, and then it would it would open up the the market again for the stairs um one that i just thought was interesting um as we all know ronan mcnally is is in the is in the spotlight for wrong things at the minute but um the real deal is interesting he's been campaigned on the flat for literally the last season we know he went he's one of these horses that's been involved in 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 the scandal at the minute um but he's very interesting at this. Um, okay, he was off a rating of one four five, which is a little bit below the boys, all right. But it's just interesting that he hasn't run him basically over hurdles for nearly over a year, and I think maybe his last run was over fences as well. Um, so interesting that he's been that he sticks him in here at the deep end. Um, so he's one that could be interesting for an each way price, I think. Okay, and then the other race at Navan, yes, Barry. I'll just put mine into the mix. I think Blazing Cal will win. He'll have to win. I would see him as a, a, a lively potential contender for the stairs. Um, and I think he's better than saying Sam, even, even I suppose, getting the, the weight. Well, I've been in Ireland yeah. part of this week, as um, many of you know. And can I just say, um, I promise I'll say hello to him on the podcast. If you ever get to Dublin and you meet a taxi driver called Marcus, then you really are in Clover. Um, it drove me to the airport the other night. And it was a fan of the podcast. I'll give him some medicine and said, I hope he feels better soon. Uh, but in all seriousness, Marcus, uh, it was a pleasure to meet you. Um, let's look at the big chase at Navin to complete the five cast. We've gone from the boring hurdle to the 10-up chase. 
And you see that both actually the boring huddle and the ten up, they've got big fields in comparison to some other years. And we've got ten in this uh, ten up uh, chase, and most of them carrying eleven stone three, which in theory makes it um, slightly easier than trying to work a handicap out. Uh, Glenn Gooley was a faller last time, um, and poor old uh, Churchstone Warrior suffering from a horrible disease called seconditis. He's been runner-up the last four times, and you also got Marla Mission in there representing the honeysuckle colours. Um, this is a—I'm not sure necessarily—it's the highest class ten-up uh, that we've ever had, but uh, substitute that, Barry. It's one of the most competitive. Yeah, I think this is a favourite that will win, Mike. Maller Mission, I love the way he does. I love the way he jumped. I love the way he's progressed from run to run this season for John McConnell. Um, three runs over fences. He hasn't been out of the money on any of those occasions. And, um, well, of course, um, he, he finished the second of, of, of three, albeit at Cheltenham. Um, Maller Mission. Was soft to heavy ground last time. I don't think the better, the better ground is going to, to be an inconvenience to him. I love the way he's jumped. I'd see him as a, a pretty live contender for the National Hunt Chase at the Cheltenham Festival, should all go to plan here. Uh, he's a, just a lovely, old-fashioned, he's a proper three-mile chaser. And I'd say, I don't know what Tom thinks, but potentially maybe a national horse in the future, um, this uh, Maller mission. He strikes me as that sort of, uh, that sort. Ben Harvey, obviously be a great story to see him go and win. Churchtown Warrior, Jonathan Sweeney, another small yard representative, Aidan Coleman on board. As you mentioned, the second itis, uh, second on his last uh, three starts, was a good run behind Gallard de Manil. But I think Manor Mission is a better horse, and I think he will win this, Mike. And I actually think, at his current price at nine to four, he's really good value currently. So it's uh, the ten up chase. Here's one up, Tommy. Hmm. I 100% agree with Barry on this I, I think Maller this is Maller missions to lose as he said he's improved with every run um, his jumping early on in the season was a little bit sketchy but he was nearly foot perfect the last day in Navin course and distance winner which is a big thing around Navin as well um, and I, I was going to say the exact same thing I think he's a horse if he wins this we can we can tick him down for maybe something like the National Hunt Chase as well um, I don't think the ground's going to bottom um, it's yielding as well. It's not. It's not exactly rattling. Um, yeah, he's rated. Listen, to Tom. Tom, he's rated 141 just over hurdles. Obviously, he hasn't got a chase rating mm. yet. He's won by 10 yeah. lengths last day. Interesting form. He beat the real whacker. I was. I was just going to say he went yeah. to Doncaster and beat the real whacker. Like, and he. Sure, he's a talking horse for Cheltenham as well. Um, but yeah, look, uh, he he was a good horse, and he was fancy. He, he was a bit. He was very disappointed that time when he went over to Cheltenham when he was behind Gordon's horse. But he didn't jump well at all. Um, but he really got his jumping together the last day. Um, and I really think he's a horse with a, a bright future ahead of him. He's a seven-year-old. Um, bright future, as I say. Tristan Warrior likes being second, but he's been second to some good horses. As you said, Gellard and Manil. The Goffer, I think, uh, was another one. I uh, can't remember the third one. Yeah, yeah Glen Gooley, he's a strange horse. He's a bit quirky. I've seen, um, it was a Jody Town and one a hurdle in Gorn on him this time last year. He was a bit all over the shop. He wouldn't well, if, 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 if Maller Mission, if Maller Mission loses to any of this lot, he's no business. Going yeah, to I was going to say, like, must be obeyed, has won a couple of 
very much. Yeah, she who must be obeyed is, um, you know, she wants to leave her thumbprint on this. I, I, I just think she might go well, actually, because she yeah. jumped really well around Punchestown, which is she quite did, and, and the Navin and, fences are not as hard as Punchestown's, in my view. Yeah, and Tom Gibney's horses have just started to come back into form. Velvet Elvis won during the week as well. His horses were under a bit of a cloud. Um, but definitely that's signs of um with this one and Velvet Elvis during the week. Um but yeah, look, we'll keep it simple. Um hopefully John McConnell has the right one on his hands here and um bigger and better things after this on Sunday for him. Well, there you have the five races, and that means you've all got now the chance to enter the five cast. That's what we want. We also want all your wonderful comments on the show about you know why does Barry still not gone grey after all these years and various other things? But get your five casts in and you can be a winner. Put them in the comments below. And um, to help you on your way, the um, editor of, oh no, that's not here this week, it's Barry and Tommy. And I might even throw mine into the mix. We'll give you three horses. One we will call the nap. One we will call the next best. And one that we will call each way long shot. So let's start with um, the nap of the day. And we will start with uh, Tommy Coyle. Um, Matter Mission is my nap weekend. And Barry? Matter Mission, nap of the weekend, Mike. So I'm not going to go with you, be pleased to hear. And you agree. Um, I've got a little share in one that runs at Warwick. That's uh, your toxin this weekend. So um, when it's last two goes well, horse called Barrier Peaks in the 4.30 at Utoxeter is the uh, Vince Nap of the day. Um, straight from the horse's Then I didn't catch that, which is probably just as well. <laughs> you so say, straight from the horse's mouth, Mike. It couldn't have been any better that nap. On you go. Uh, uh, Tommy, next, next best. My next best is a bit off the beaten track. Tree Ten and Navin. It's a horse called Cave Court. I put him up at Christmas, and he was just bet. Um, disgustingly, because I think we backed him at sixteen to one. He went into like five to two or something crazy. He went into favour. I think Greenus just gotten bet that day. Um, he went up a few pounds. The horse that beat him has just chinned on the line since. So it's a cave court, 310, Navin on Sunday. Barry? I'm going to go with a horse uh, tomorrow that caught the eye for me last time. It's been off the track for quite a while. It's in the 215 at Nace. Um, JP has, uh, well, he's a couple in here. And he's second and third in the market. But I'm going to go with Spillane's Tower, Luke Dempsey on board uh, for... Uh, James Mangan um, really caught the eye when staying on into second on a second start. It obviously stepped forward from his first run. This is a, a five-year-old son of walking the park. Was only beaten ahead, I imagine, at Wexford on heavy ground. Uh, so it was uh, really testing conditions. But uh, went straight into the tra tracker. Spillane's Tower, we haven't seen that one since. It's priced up at 3-1 to one tomorrow at Nace. Uh, I think it's a nice horse. And I'm going to go very wide. I'm going to go against a pair of you. I'm going to mention a horse that's not been mentioned all evening for my next best. Um, I actually think a horse called uh, Monviel 
for Philip Hobbs and uh, Tom O'Brien. Might go well in the big race in Newbury. Um, Hobbs horses have turned uh, dramatically for the better. Monviel has had his one start this season, and that was at Ascot. Um, but it was three months ago. If he's been kept fit and straight for this, I think he's got a good, a really good chance at about 11 or 12 to 1. And the each way department, oh, got to keep them happy. Uh, Barry. Each way department actually comes, Mike, in the 440. So it's actually the bumper at Navin. And imagine it's going to be a, a, a double figure price, but it's a. Uh, has that man Aidan Kelly on board claiming seven pounds off Eddie O'Grady's uh, horse called Annie Road? There's a couple of well, obviously the big yards are represented in here. You have a couple. Willie has two in here. Um, Gordon has one. Firefox uh, in here as well, which I'm sure will be will, will take plenty of support. Um, Ballystone, of course, finished third behind. It's for me. It's a hot looking bumper at uh, Navin on Sunday. I didn't think Annie Road. Shape of good promise finished second uh, when last seen, and it was at uh, Fairy House and went straight into the tracker. Finished it uh, was only beaten half a length by Stellar Story, went up 14 to 1. And uh, with that man, of course, Aidan Kelly on board, claiming seven pounds off. Uh, Annie Road in the bumper at Navin could be each way. And sorry for me, Tommy. Um, favor for Skelton and Bridget Andrews in the back four, back fair herd. And I, again, I'm going to go left field. You're one of these who should just put your coat on and carry me off to a place of safety with some of these tips. Um, but I put one that I thought might be interesting uh, in that huge field at Navin at 10 past three. Uh, a horse called Gold Haven, who is having his first run for Paul Flynn. And uh, was second last time out. And interesting, on go the blinkers for the first time, will they? Headgear for the first time, and Danny Mullins is booked to ride. I see that as a positive, probably until about quarter past three on Saturday when it isn't. So that is it. That is this week's allsportschamp.ie podcast. Um, next week, even more action, of course, drawing part red mills. What's the five cast? Get it down We've below. Also got the Ascot. Big Group 1, we've also got the Grand National Trial next week. Do not forget the five cast. Five winners, please. The 150 at Newbury, 225 Newbury, 335 Newbury Saturday. Two big races from Navin on Sunday. Usual rules apply, and that there will be a free bet for the winner of that competition. Competition now is to get out of here, so I'm going to lead from the front. So thank you very much for watching from myself, from Barry and from Tommy and from our absent friends. Uh, Groomy wanted too much money, so we've left, we've left him alone. Uh, a very good evening. Have a good weekend. And the Champ.ie podcast returns seven days from now. It's an argument opening up a clear advantage at the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by... Download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting.